Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you another conversation that I had with Ryan McRae. We're at that time of year where Ryan and I have these conversations about the switchover, the turnover from one year to the next. You may have caught last week's episode if you didn't go back, but it's all about this time of year, this seasonality, and especially the Danish word, Hugue and turning off, unplugging, resting, being intentional without guilt to let the world pass you by and take advantage of this season. However, once that's over, you kind of want to move into the next year with some goals, some things you want to accomplish, some things that you probably want to change or reinforce that were going well the previous year. That's where resolutions comes in, and that's where this conversation with Ryan comes in. We talk about setting resolutions for the new year. We talk about people who kind of poo-poo the idea of setting resolutions at all, our personal take on resolutions, and much more. So again, it's that time of year to talk and think about these things. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Ryan McRae. This week, it is my privilege and pleasure to bring back to you once again, Ryan McRae. Ryan, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Eric. We're talking here uh, in December, and this is one of those times a year where one calendar is closing and another is opening, and people freak out, I think, because they say, you know, they go to that John Lennon line in his Christmas song, another year older and another year just begun. And they're like, right. what, what do I have to show for myself? You know, and they freak yeah. out. Yeah. I think, um, I think especially with the year we've had, we look, we look at 2016 and we just, when that calendar page starts to turn, we just start to feel this like grip of regret. And we're like, all this stuff just didn't get done. And I think people just leave things you know, just unfinished. And they kind of look in the mirror and they're like, man, I didn't make this, this huge change or I'm still the same person. Um, and so, and then what's going to happen on the internet is people are going to be like, don't do resolutions. You should be trying all the time. And people are like, I love resolutions. And then it just becomes this, like this just war on Twitter or whatever, just saying like, you know, resolutions are for, you know, posers and all this. And it's, it's a Marvel movie resolutions, civil war. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what it is. And I will I will plant my flag and I will be, you know, um I will say like I am pro resolutions. I think it's a part of human nature that we're like, hey, we want a fresh start, we want a clean slate. It's kind of like when you go to a new school or you're you're like, hey, I can I get a new I get a new I get a new start yeah. or a college semester starts. You're like, all right, kind of screwed it up. I'm going to do better. And once we go into adult life, that reset rarely happens. We rarely have something 
external that says, hey, you get a clean slate. Like, except December 31st at midnight. Like, when midnight hits. Like, that's that's when we get to kind of say that. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm pro-resolutions. I think I think we can, I think I'd love to talk about them and, you know, talk about, like, how to make them. Um, what should you focus on? What's too many? Well, um, let's go. Let's go yeah. the opposite then. If you're planting oh, your flag there, why do so many people? And and I've been on both sides of this. And and I kind of being a, a quote unquote true productivity. Oh gosh, I was going to say guru, and I guess I just did. So I'll stick with it. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, <sighs> being in that camp, it's like I like with tools. I say. There's no one perfect tool for you where and, – and there's also no one perfect perspective or approach or whatever. It's whatever approach then works best for you. So if right. resolutions have worked for you in the past, then I think you should do them. If, they, if resolutions have not worked in the past, then I think that you shouldn't do them. But I also think that the opposite to both those questions is also true. Maybe you right. do – if they've never worked for you in the past, maybe you do need to do them this year. So Right. So your first question was like, why are people against them? Yeah. You know, if I'm, I think it's because resolutions can have this effect when like, so we start strong in January, gym memberships, literally gym memberships shoot up at the end of December and January. And then they, and then they significantly drop at the end of February. It's just like a thing. They literally market around it. And so what people say, like, you're going to put all this energy in and then you're going to fail February, March, April. And then you just kind of go into malaise mode and you're like, well, it didn't work out. You know, I'll try it another year. So let's say you're like, hey, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And you're like, one of those ways I'm going to do it is I'm going to go to CrossFit. So, if you know, it's high intense workout. You're like, all right, January 1st, you go to that hour class and you, you, it sucks. You are like throwing up on the side of the road. And then the next day you wake up and you're super sore and you're like, I'm going to go again. And then you go again, the next day you're super sore and you've thrown up again by the following week. You're going to be like, CrossFit is dumb. I'm out. And, but it's like, well, you, you, you used, you had the tool, but you just used it incorrectly. You know, it's like if you hit your hand, if you hit a hammer with your, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, you can't be like, this hammer's terrible. Right. It, it hurts. And, and I just swung it and I got to figure out a way to put this nail in, but a hammer's not an option because it hurt me. And I'm like, well, let's, whoa, whoa, let's pump the brakes. And when I started doing CrossFit, I was like, I'm just going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And people are like, man, that's not enough. I'm like, I don't care. Like I have to like not die, like not dying is yeah. part of the goal. So if you, if you're like, well, I want to run a marathon and I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and run five miles. I'd be like, you are going to fail. That does not work. I coach writers. They're like, tomorrow I'm going to try to put in 4,000 words. Ugh. I'm like, have you ever written 500? No. <laughs> okay. Like, because we, we, this hope builds up in us and it's great, but resolutions need to be a long obedience in the same direction. Okay. They need to be a long obedience in the same direction. So if I can predict where you're going with that long obedience in the same direction, mm -hmm. it's that it, it's kind of linked to the, the whole Seinfeld calendar trick, right? Correct. Where you, you basically don't break the chain. And it doesn't have to be a daily thing. Like you, you were doing right. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it was that you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and not doing a Monday, a Wednesday, or a Friday would have broken the chain. Right. And so starting slow, but then still getting that check mark and having that as the last 
uh, foundation, if you will, that you keep adding one more brick to uh, and builds you up to where, oh, you know what? I've done Monday, Wednesday, Friday for two months, three months, whatever. Now I'm going to add in one more day for another week, two weeks, month, whatever, you know? And, And is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me, like, let's say my work schedule on Monday, they're like, hey, we need you to come in. And I blows my, you know, you know, I can't get to my class Then I am signed up for Tuesday. Like, and my coach knows, like, Ryan didn't make Monday, he'll be here Tuesday. Ryan didn't make it Wednesday, he'll be here Thursday. Like, I have a built in system to be like, you know, life happens. Yeah. So I'm going to, this is my makeup day. And I don't, you know, that's sacrosanct. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to miss that. And I think when it comes to resolutions, I think what we miss is like the, I would call it, I don't have a better term for it, Eric, is called like the grace component. Like, okay, like this is for your betterment and we're going to do it so that it's for your betterment. Like there's not a penalty built in or that's like, oh, you, cause I think we get hooked on perfection and I think perfect is the enemy of great. And so yeah. we need to like, be like, you know what? I blew it this week. I'm just going to pick it up this week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm back on it. Like there's no, we'll, we'll get this chorus of condemnation. That's like, you screwed it up. Like this is never going to work. Like, see, you didn't get enough likes. Like you're out. Like, and I think that's like, I think, I think that's like so poisonous to our development to be like, you know, everybody sucks when they first start, everybody is going to struggle. You are going to have some missteps, but you know, I think January is a great time to start this like long obedience in the same direction. And we, um, we I think the one of the, the really big things that are that it's a downside to the way that we approach resolutions is that we do it as this all or nothing thing. Oh, it's the worst. It's, it's either worst. we it's it's binary. It's one or it's zero. It's not any kind of gray area. It's not a like you said, the grace factor where and I think you build that in and, and I think you even allude to this is that uh with the long obedience in the same direction you're looking for a way to set up obeying today and then continually obeying throughout the entire year, not thinking in terms of, hey, I'm going to instantaneously, like the end of January, have achieved the goal. But it's by this time next year, this thing will be th- – this habit will have changed drastically. Yeah. So Yeah. I think that's great. And one of the – that's perfect. And one of the – like when I started to eat healthy – um, I lived in a college for 10 years. I lived on a strict diet of like Domino's pizza and Mountain Dew. Like it was not a healthy college environment for me to eat in. And so finally my doctor's like, Hey, hate to be a downer, <laughs> but you know, your blood thickness is like Crisco. Like you've got to like work on this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, that's good. And so what a friend of mine said, I'm like, oh man, I just don't want to eat like granola and kale. He's like, do this. Just eat healthy breakfast for like a week and then like lunch and dinner, do what you can. And then like, again, like shift down to now it's breakfast, lunch. Now it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, and like ease, you know, ease into it because, you know, we, we look at our friends on Facebook and we we're all we're seeing is a highlight reel of their life. We're not oh, seeing yeah. their struggles. Like you talk about like this strange narcissistic thing where it's like, hey, I did this. And we're like, oh, you know. I had seven waffles for lunch and we're like, oh, you know, and we feel bad about ourselves because, you know, this guy, you know, the guy that was last in gym class finished one of those Trojan races. Ugh. But, uh, you know, and then we're like, oh, what about us? Well, 
you know, we're comparing, you know, our blooper reel to their highlight reel and that's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. You look, every time you scroll through Facebook, you feel like you're getting lapped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, no, thank you. Yeah. So, How, all right, so, yeah. so let's talk about this. If, if we're, I think we've got a pretty good perspective on that resolutions are not something that are, you know, uh, bla- it's not black and white. No. The end goal kind of can be, but again, right. it's it's having that you've got twelve months to work on this thing, not right. one or two, which I think is right. what. Again, that's why it ends at one or two months, right? When people kick it off. Um, but what's the proper perspective then for choosing what resolutions and how many resolutions? How do we enter into if somebody was like, "No, I hate resolutions; they never work for me." How do you coach them through? Okay, well, let's set some up, but let's set them up realistically and doable. Great question. So I would say when I talk to people and resolutions don't work, I'll be like, so what are your resolutions for this year? And they're like, um, well, either they're very vague and just nebulous. And I'm like, well, okay. Or they're like, well, I had like nine things I wanted to get done. And I'm like, boo, <laughs> like I boo all nine things. Like, no, don't boo them. I boo them. Like I would say, one or two, I would go one or two things. And I know, you know, people, your audience are like one or two, you know, I'm a hot mess. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I'm a hot mess. We're all hot messes, but I would pick one or two things and I would categorize them at this. What is causing you great pain? So it's like, Hey, your doctor's like, you need to, you need to work out. Hey, you're, you need to get a little bit more money brought into the house. Like what are some pain points you have? So that's one. The other one is what would bring you joy this year? Because I think we don't focus on joy enough. We just focus on the pain part, but we don't focus on what would make you happier this year. Because is it possible that if you had more joy in your life, that it's going to bring everything up? It's going to move, make everything else better. Does that make sense? Totally. So something, something that would bring you joy would be, you know what? I'm finally going to learn guitar. I'm going to wipe off the dust. This is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to um, develop better relationships, and I'm going to have a system for that. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to finally start that blog or write that book. This is the year of it. And and I just want to say to your audience, like, a lot of us grew up with – I know this is a little like – I'm not going to be like Dr. Phyllish on this, <laughs> but a lot of us grew up with – I don't even know if he still has a show. He probably does. Um, A lot of us grew up with parents where you had to ask for permission for everything. And I mean everything, like whatever it was. And I found that the people who had those kind of parents who were very, you know, wanted to make sure their kid was safe all the time, that it kind of, it kind of latches onto us in adulthood. And we're kind of looking for permission to do, to do these things. So when it comes to joy, like learning guitar, writing that book, finally getting paint on the canvas. I just want to tell your audience, like you have permission to do it, go ahead and do it. Like we grant you that we, you know, go ahead. It's okay. Like that is what the human, you know, spirit is for. Like go and make something that will make you happy and other people happy. So I would say, so you're looking at a pain point and you're looking at a, at what would bring you joy. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. Um, and then how you go about doing that is, um, you know, I, people are like, you need to make goals, you need to make goals. 
you know, they have their smart goals, you know, they're sensible, you know, they're strategic, they've got an endpoint, the whole thing. Yep. And when I always hear that, like people will make goals and they write them on a piece of paper and then they're like, what do I do now? Like if I wrote, like, I want to lose 20 pounds by December 31st, 2017, that is a goal. It has, it's measurable, but then it's like, well, how we miss the how part of our resolutions. We miss it. And so what I tell people is like, all goals need systems. So for example, you know, you talked about losing 20 pounds. Yeah. What I, what I tell people is like, Hey, when I started going to CrossFit, like I knew I was waking up to something that wasn't going to be enjoyable. Like, um, you know, it's a hard workout. I have to drive a little bit to go to the gym. I really like this whole thing. So I had to like remove the obstacles from me staying in bed. Like, cause I will, Eric, I will, I will go to the church of St. Mattress anytime, <laughs> anytime. I just, Oh, my bed's, you know, remember when you have like the perfect temperature, you wake up and like the comforter, like you have achieved like bliss, but I'm like, Oh, I have to go to CrossFit. Yes. So, you know, so things I do is like my gym closer is beside the bed. Um, I post when I work out on an accountability group, I have immediately after I have to take a picture of the workout and my face. Um, I only work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7am. Um, my house cannot be filled with garbage. I cannot put junk food in my house. Cause you know that, you know, like when you get a bag of chips and it says oh, like, yeah. it says like serving size and it's like four. Okay. That's for me. That's always one. Like I will <laughs> eat. Every serving size for junk food is one because I will just, I, I will just eat it all. And I'll just like the, like if, you know, it, I'll just will like, it doesn't matter the size of the bag or whatever. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been there. I've been yeah, there. I've, yeah. We've been there. Um, you know, I have a, I have a system like if, if I'm going to a celebration, I eat a huge healthy meal beforehand. So that way I'm not hungry when I get there and there's like all these terrible choices. Um, you know, and then once a week I weigh in. So I have it on my phone. It's like weigh in. And then I, and I record that weight because I don't want to do it day to day because that can fluctuate. Right. But week to week is a good measure because day to day is like, how did I gain three pounds? It was, oh, well, you drink a lot of water. It's like, oh, you know, but if you don't, if you do it every day, like I try to keep discouragement, you know, at the gate because that will creep in and that chorus of condemnation will be like, See, exercise doesn't work. You're getting fatter. And I'm like, yeah. no, so, science. And, and I'm going to throw in a, a, a different perspective on this sure. real quick that for me, weighing myself daily actually does the opposite effect yeah. um, because I track it in an app. And so if it just goes up slightly one day and then the next day is lower than the day before that, then I see – over on the, in other words, one, it's, it's my way of checking, uh, the box and not breaking sure. the chain for one. Yeah. And for two, I look at it as that long tail graph and I see it going down. And I also see the slight upticks once in a while in the past. Right. And it reinforces that there's this long obedience <laughs> moving yeah. forward. So right. for me, that actually helps me. And I do it at the same time of more, you know, I do it first yeah. thing in the morning before drinking any water and before doing right. anything else, you know, so yeah. that hopefully, uh, it's the lightest I can possibly be in the day. Cause I've eaten nothing. And, right. uh, so that's another flip, you know, on that in case somebody was like, well, I don't know if yeah. I, I think I would want to weigh myself once a week or once a day. So, yeah. 
And maybe on like after like four weeks, I might switch to like, hey, I'm going to now weigh myself every day. Just because when I was starting out, I was like, you know, after two yeah. weeks, I'm like, what do you mean I've lost half a pound? I've been eating kale and, yeah. and whispers. I've been eating kale and whispers. That's all I've been eating. You got to be kidding me. And so, you know, then you can be like, because your you're mind, you're, once you start those successes, you can shift it. You can, you know, tweak it towards, you know, better results. Cause, and that's with anything, yeah. Because we can't ignore that this this that whatever goal it is, when you're when you've done no progress towards it whatsoever and first state it and even first make a plan, it's gonna be very psychological and emotional starting oh, out. Oh yeah. You so. are unwinding like it's like one of those like big cables that have all those little wires. You're like unwinding those wires of bad behavior with every positive action. And so and you just have to keep going so that you now have a new cable of like better habits and, and it all, it all matters. It all matters. Totally. Um, yeah. And so you need to develop these systems for everything. So if you want to write a book, people are like, I'll just write, you know, I'll just write 500 words a day, you know, cause math. And I'm like, terrible, terrible idea. And they're like, why, why is that a terrible idea? I'm like, well, 500 words is, I mean, I get the math portion, but like, well, where are you going to write? Why does that matter? Oh bro. It matters. Like, like, where are you going to write? Like, do you have a bag packed that has all your writing material in it with like an extra cable for your, your laptop? So you're never without it. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, like do you have, what's your writing time going to be? Who do you send the 500 words or, you know, your weekly roundup of everything you've written to? Well, I don't want them to read it. No, nope, you just have to ship it. That's all. Just the action of shipping it. Oh, okay. You know, then they start to get it. Like you build these this framework so your 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 goal can grow it's like if you're going to make a garden you wouldn't just throw seeds out the window and be like hope i got fruit you know hope i got some vegetables in a couple <laughs> months like no you have to till it you have to plant it you have to take care of it you have you know and then it grows and it takes some like effort but if you if you planted this garden and you're after 3 days you're like this is dumb gardening must be a myth like this isn't a real thing. Like, well, of course it is. It's just, we have to add time to it. You have to add patience to it. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so what if we set up a system, but at some point we realize that we're maybe getting too many fails? How do we course correct? Or how do we get back on track, or both? So do you want to do the writing example or the gym example? Uh, Let's go with the the gym example. So gym. Because I know you mentioned the whole, like, you've got the class set up for Tuesday and Thursday, et cetera. Right, right. So let's say you're failing. You are not – then this happened to me. I was not I was literally not getting out of bed for to go to the gym. And my clothes everything was set. Like the system was in. I had my gym clothes out. And I was like, what is my damage? What is my damage? Like, why can I not get to the gym? And literally, I am getting messages from my coach, like, are you eating ice cream? Like, what is your da- like what is going on? I'm like, oh man, what is it? And then I looked and um I looked like in front of my TV. And I could see that, you know, I was going to, I was watching shows until 10, 30, 11, 11, 30, you know, just cause I was, I got wrapped into a series. Yeah. So I was just, you know, come home from work. I work until nine o'clock. You weren't I binging would, on ice cream. You were binging no, on television. I was binging on television, but you're like, what does that have to do with it? Well, it's because I'm staying up late. I've killed my sleep. I've not thrown off my sleep schedule. Seven, you know, six twenty rolls around. And I'm two hours, I've, I've lost two hours of sleep. And when that became a cycle, of course, my body's going to be like, nope, we need the sleep. And so I'm like, oh, no. So literally, I had, I, had to, I had to add something into the system like, bro, you cannot watch Netflix past 9 o'clock. Can't do it. Because, again, like the potato chips, I will binge on TV and be like, oh, let's just roll the next episode, roll the next episode. And then I'm getting to bed too late. And so then my workout suffers, but I was never connecting Netflix to the gym. It wasn't until I took a step back and said, you know, Hey, what has changed in my life in the last two weeks? Oh, what's changed is I got into the show and cause everybody else at work was into it. So I've got to, so instead I would, you know, watch that during my lunch hour or I would, you know, save it for my days off. But I had to like limit myself because I have a habit of like binging on things I really like. That is a great ADHD quality, by the way. It works for good and bad. So 
I had to just set that up. And once I set that up and got my sleep schedule right, then the system worked. So it's like once my it'd be like your car, like your car suddenly stops working, you have to look at the system and be like, is it the battery? Is it the alternator? What has changed here? Because this car used to run. Oh, there's no gas. Maybe that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, how do you stop that? Like, how? Like, did you set an alarm saying, "Okay, it's it's bedtime"? Or yeah. What so kind of I'm imagining some sort of boundary was placed there. Yeah, a boundary was placed. The new rule was no Netflix, after, no TV after nine o'clock. Like no like electronics, just because they would keep me up. Like all the light. The second thing I did was my um, my my smartphone has a bedtime app. And so I just set it for nine 30 and was like, Hey, this is, I will obey this because, and it's like, well, man, Ryan, like you are a grown man. You should not have to have these. <laughs> I can hear your, your audience is like, brah, um, you're a grown man, but it's like, you're right. I, I am absolutely a grown man, but my workouts are important to me. I'm setting this bound. We set up boundaries. We live by boundaries all the time. You know, we stop at stoplights. We, you know, all these things. So I just added one more and it just reminds me. And then, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not taking, taking it away. I'm just, I value my workout and my health more than uh, a TV series that I'm going to forget about in a year. So I'm, I'm okay. You know, I come to, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And you're, I you're now, not saying no to Netflix. You're saying no, later to Netflix. Just later. And I can now download it on my phone. Like it's more, right. you know, that just came out. So I'm like, you know, I'm not like groaning. It's not like I'm, you know, but just getting to that gym is, it's important to me. And I love it. I love when it's like eight 30 and I've worked out and, you know, I'm, I just feel good about it. After I watch Netflix and I'm exhausted, I'm never like, man, that time was so valuable and enriching. Thank you. You know, <laughs> so I'm, you know what I mean? You have to like, you know, it's totally. just another form of junk food. I mean, yeah. it's fine, but you know, it can cost you. So totally. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've assessed that. So it, that was one thing that you had to make the change on in, tor- in towards, uh, you know, course correction or, you know, getting back on track. Uh, any other examples in, in that line? In that you know throughput, I know that you know you had a time away for a while where you were out of the country. I'm sure you had to reacclimate. I did, you know. Um, so for your listeners, I was uh, my company sent me to China for three months, and China is a very different place on the other side of the world. Um, beautiful place, trust me. If if you have any inter- people want to travel internationally, I highly I highly recommend it. Um, but you know, I had to when I came back, I had to like start new habits. And one of the, one of the habits I kind of fell off from was like reading, you know, cause I was doing a lot of travel. Um, and I just wasn't like, I didn't have a lot of bandwidth to like take in new information because anytime I left my apartment in China, I was taking in just huge amounts of new information culturally, how to navigate, how to, you know, order food. So, you know, I would go to read a nonfiction book and I'm like, man, I'm just full. It's like that that far side cartoon where the kid raises his hand. He's like, my brain's full. Can I be dismissed? You <laughs> yeah. know? And I was just like, I'm full. I'm full. And so when I got back, I, you know, I had some really some great nonfiction books I wanted to hit. And I, you know, I went into that system mode and it's like, well, just, you know, it's like, Oh, just read 25 pages a day. And I'm like, you know, that, that sounds great, but that's probably not going to work. So I picked out three books I wanted to finish 
you know, in two months. I grabbed um, kind of in a Ryan Holiday method. I grabbed a stack of note cards. Nice. I took 20 of them, put them in each book. You know, and your readers are like, I don't understand what you're talking about. No, we covered um, that with uh, Serena Vas Rao. Okay, very good. So go back to Just that take- episode if you want to hear more explanation on that yeah. uh, Ryan Holiday system. Then I had a rule that those three books must always be with me. Now, let me be very clear. They always have to be within like either they can be in my apartment, but if I leave the house, they are with me. Those three books go to the dentist's office. I'm carrying three books. If I'm you know going to work, I have three books in my briefcase. They are going with me because the amount of time we wait for things and don't realize it is is huge. We wait, you know, we wait for the dentist's office. We wait at the DMV. We wait to get our food. Um, I'm not saying like when you wait at a stoplight, but you know, you got to carry these, these yes. books. With you. Now I can hear your audience. They're like, but just put them on your phone, Ryan, you fool. You could download them. I, I hear you. I hear you, my friends. I hear you brothers and sisters, but the way my brain works, I will flip through Facebook really quick and then blow that time. Yes. I will, I will play a game. I will, you know, send my funny, my friend a funny, you know, gif. And then I blow that time. So if I have the books with me, I flip that urge from Facebook to reading. And if I can get 10 pages, you know, 10 pages knocked out and then another five and then another 20, I can burn through these books. And then the rule is after each chapter, I have to write down three things I learned and three quotes every chapter. Yeah. It, and, it, and it all stops. Like there's, if there, you know, you cannot continue that book until that's done. So then I've got some really healthy, information when I'm done. I've retained a more, you know, and I always read with a, like a pencil in hand and I just put check marks or comments, you know, um, besides those. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have taken, and in fact, I even sent you a picture of some books that I'm currently, you did, you and did. in fact, it was three. So I didn't realize that I was doing exactly what you were doing. Um, somebody out there's like, why are you reading three books at once? Well, it's because you have different moods or different, like, attention spans for like right. certain things. So like I, I'm trying to think of, of what I'm reading. I think all three of them are nonfiction right now, but I like to read more fiction in the right. future. But anyway, yeah, I, I love uh, talking about this stuff and love talking this, about this stuff with you. I'm trying to think of where, where can we land properly with this topic? We've talked about uh, why or why not to do resolutions. We've talked about, and, and we're, and honestly, I'm for it. I really am. Right. Like, and so I've been thinking, what is next year's resolutions? And I'll say that there's actually one that I'm not willing to share out loud publicly okay. because of the nature of it. It's one of those, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I will be working on it. I have an accountability partner to work on it with because it's a partnership with this friend of mine, long 20 yeah. year like friendship. And we both want to, We want to work on this creative thing together. Mm -hmm. I'll just say it. It's a new podcast. Anyway, uh, but I'm not willing to put timestamps on that yet because there's stuff that needs to be cleared off the plate and we have made progress on it. We've, you know, we're trying to figure out the unique place in the future that it, that it fits. So, yeah. And that, and that resolution is just investing, you know, remove, you know, removing the obstacles and doing a solid investigation. That is, that is again, permission. That's fine. Like resolutions don't have to be this like um, binary zero one failure thing. It's just, 
hey, this it's a long whatever is going to be a long obedience in the same direction. That is what's going to get you there. Yeah. So that's I guess where I'm at with this thing, and it's also about margin. And so Absolutely. how do how do you integrate that into your resolutions? Yeah, I would say. Um, you know, like, what are you willing to, you know, when you look at your time, people are like, I don't have enough time. I'm like, meh, meh, meh. You know, that's just noise to me. But I would say, like, what are you, you know, like, what are you filling your time with that's just not productive or really aiming towards your goals? So, you know, one thing I do, I do coaching for productivity. And one thing I'll say, like, hey, when you're in the car, what do you listen to? They're like, I listen to the radio music. I'm like, um, you know what? I would open up some podcasts. And if you're really looking to start a small business, I would listen to these four podcasts on your way. They're like, yeah, but I really like, you know, I said, well, you can now get an hour of learning a day mm-hmm. over five, you know, and that winds up to be 20 hours of painless, just passive. You just have to listen. You just have to listen. And they're like, okay. I said, just give it a try. Monday, Tuesdays, or give it a try. And they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. And so I try to find these gaps of like, you know, like carrying the book, you know, what has to go. But I would say, you know, when it comes to bandwidth, or like, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up to do an, a time audit of how many, how much television you watch? You know, when I, when I moved back from Afghanistan, when I got my own place, I decided not to have a TV and I didn't have a TV for three years. And people would come over and they were just like, you don't have a TV? I'm like, no. What do you do? I'm like, I read and I write. And they're like, that's it? I'm like, oh, it's, it's plenty. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, you don't, you don't need an intervention that I don't have like a television. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, how do you watch things? I'm like, well, I have an iPad and I can watch a movie on it. It's this new technology. And they're just like blown away. But I found that I just had so much more time than anybody else. Now, that is drastic. Yes. It's not for everyone. But I would say, like, can you get up an hour earlier? Can you go to bed an hour earlier so you can get, you know, so you can have that time? I had a friend of mine. His doctor was like, you have four daughters and they are going to attend your funeral in five years if you don't do something about this weight. Now, it is drastic, but he's like, you are going, they are going to attend your funeral. And so he got up at four in the morning. And he would hit the his. Uh, he got a bike, you know, a recumbent bike, and he just read books. And he only rode his bike until his first kid got up, and he that weight just started to shed off. But um, he was willing to give up a lot of things, you know, to do that. But I would I would do a time audit. Where is your time just sinking away? And what are those holes you can put some podcasts in, put some reading in? Can you? Well, you know, I homeschool my kids. Can you go on a walk with them and teach? Yes. Then do that if you want to start, you know, becoming healthier. Or even have okay, that, that be the transition sense. time in between subjects or something. Right. Yeah. Think, thinking outside gonna, the box. Yeah, we're gonna walk a mile. So we walk a mile at one o'clock, and we we're at ten o'clock, and we walk a mile at one o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Like, and it's fitting those things in. And if you find yourself like this is impossible. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's the wrong message that's coming through. That's like this, this chorus of like condemnation. Be like, it's impossible. I just give up. Like, no, it's just, you, you've got to just start on baby steps and, and, and get there. So maybe it's a quarter of a mile. Maybe it's a half a mile. So yeah. So yeah. I'll give an example here. I, uh, sure. a couple weeks, three, four, five weeks ago now, 
I hadn't gained back, you know, the weight that I'd lost earlier in the year, but I hadn't made any progress for a while and mm-hmm. hadn't been getting good sleep. And, and, uh, my body was just from like anxiety or whatever, waking me up at like four forty-five, almost five o'clock. And I'm just like, I want to be able to sleep wow. later. So what I yeah. did was I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to reward myself that if I just get out of bed, then if that, <laughs> if that happens, then, uh, I already have something downloaded on my phone to watch and my stuff's ready to throw on and go to the gym and I'll sit on a bike. And since I'm not used to it yet, I'll just sit there for the half hour and I'll brisk, you know, not briskly, but briskly enough to get my heart rate moving, but not like killing myself. And I'll just move and I'll reward myself by watching a show or part of a movie at the same time and just keep doing that every day. And then I just kept doing it. And then I moved it into, you know, listening to a podcast slash, uh, using, more pumped up music and like actually walking on the treadmill instead or, you know, whatever. So whatever you got to do, like multitasking in that sense is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's a complete, your, your focus can be completely split because you know, our body, we don't have to think about walking. Like we just, it's, it's, you know, part of our, you know, it's automatic for us. So walking, running the whole thing, um, but, uh, you know, like lifting weights, you know, I don't want you to listen to a podcast. So, no. you know, the bar falls on your, your head, <laughs> but you know, you know, like, whoa, everyone just you know, take a step back. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. And, and now people would say like, you just went on the bike. That's it. That's not, you know, no, that's, that's enough for now. That's yeah. enough for now. And then tomorrow you can add to it or not, but it's enough for now. And I think we need to accept that, that, hey, this is good for now. It's going to get better. It's good for now. And again, that goes back to that idea that how does that play into your long tail goal for the year that you're making the resolution for and not playing into it's got to be perfect, but at least making it great, which is better than the crappy or maybe good of where you are currently. Right. Yeah, it's just this gradual incline of – going up and up and up. It doesn't, you know, we would never wake up in the morning and decide to run a marathon if we've never hit the treadmill or the road before. So why would we do it with anything else? And why would we expect anything else? Like, let's just, you know, start small and add those gradual wins and increase it. And and that's what everyone's done. So you mentioned like your podcast, it took you like four months from like conception to, to doing it. But we don't see that. We just see podcasts where like, Oh, they must have just just done this. And it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> you know, we don't see it. It's like one of those. When I think one of the best shows that ever came out was like how things are made. You know, where they show the assembly line, yes. and we're like, oh, it's a process, and it takes time. Yes, it all does. It all does. So yeah, yeah. So plan for December thirty first, twenty seventeen. Plan for it wisely. Set up systems. What am I forgetting? Long obedience in the same direction. That's right. That's a good place to land right there. Is that that just that long obedience in the same direction uh, is better than just fits and spurts? Right. Yep. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. Great. Well, Ryan, thanks for being on the show. And, oh, thanks uh, for having me. Thanks, Ryan. All right, you got it.
Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to-do list. I hope that you enjoyed listening in on this conversation between myself and Ryan McRae. And wherever you are on the spectrum of deciding to do something with resolutions, or if you call it something different, that's fine. I'd like you to know that I'm all for you succeeding in this new year. In fact, that's where I'm headed with these episodes in the new year of 2020. We've got a lot of great guests lined up, lots of great topics to talk about with them, and some really cool and new interesting things coming up this year. So stay tuned. If you're not subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. And if you know of somebody who would enjoy this episode like you did, go ahead and hit the share button wherever you're listening to this in your podcast player app of choice or head on over to the show notes at beyondthetodolist.com slash 306. Thanks again for sharing. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next year and next episode. Thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting, marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.